Well, I now want to go to why do businesses try and keep these wages low? Today, Philip Lowe gave a speech. He's the governor of the Reserve Bank, tried to sort of justify it and work it out. This was to a a lunch by the Australian Industry Group that represents a lot of manufacturers in Australia. This is what Philip Lowe had to say. The firms that are not able to innovate and take advantage of new technologies as quickly are slipping behind and they feel under pressure, understandably. As a way of remaining competitive, many of these firms are responding by having a very, very strong focus on cost control. On cost control, which means they're holding their wages back. He then went on and talked about the actual labour market itself. As you know, the unemployment rate in Australia right now is 5.5%. It looks pretty good. But what Philip Lowe said is what every one of you always tells me, and that is, is 5.5% really the true unemployment rate, or is it much higher? Well, Philip Lowe today said, reality is, it's higher. However, of those working part-time, around one quarter would like to work an extra two days a week. If we account for this, these extra hours are equivalent to around 3% of the labour force. This suggests that the overall labour underutilisation rate is around 8 3/4%. 8.75%, compared with 5.5%, the stated unemployment rate. Now, that is the underutilisation rate and not the official unemployment rate, but maybe that's a little truer reflection. So then you go to, well, what happens in regards to why there is simply not the skills around? Because, again, companies continue to report that there is a a lack of labour in skilled areas. One explanation for why firms are reporting that it's hard to find workers with the necessary skills is that the very high focus on cost control over recent years has led to reduced workplace training. And I think with the labour market now tightening, we're perhaps starting to pay the price for this. Tell you one thing that came out today, I spotted this, really interesting, and that is the Vice-Chancellor of the Australian National University, a bloke called Brian Schmidt, who was supposed to be earning some $1 million plus as part of his package, So 10 of the Australian university vice-chancellors earn more than a million dollars a year. He's actually asked for a smaller salary. So he's basically said that he thinks that the scale of the vice-chancellor's salaries to run our universities has become embarrassing for Australia's higher education sector. As a result, he's asked for a lower salary. Going to be interesting to see where it lands. Anyway, so bear in mind also Brian Schmidt, we've interviewed him here on the program because he's a a Nobel Prize winner in physics. And he was appointed to the ANU position in 2016. Terrific bloke, Brian. We've interviewed him a few times here on the program. Let's now go to the man who put that lunch on today for the uh, Reserve Bank Governor. That's Innes Willicks, who is the Chief Executive of the Australian Industry Group. Innes, do you think more people should take the uh, leaf out of Brian Schmidt's uh, playbook and uh, ask for a pay cut? Maybe he was one of the seven who called in, Ross. Uh, with his, with he his may have been up. in our survey, exactly. Survey. Well, if you're on a million bucks, you probably get two votes in our survey as well. There you go, it's eight. Um, look, if that's the decision for Brian, uh, what uh, what uh, he thinks he should be paid for the job that he does. And, uh, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people out there on um, significant salaries uh, who would earn them because of risk and all those sort of factors. But everyone has to make their own decisions about what package they think's 
acceptable for them. Okay, but you know it's a conundrum right now in Australia's economy, and that is, number one, we've got an economy where business confidence and conditions are strong. We've got an economy right now that is growing at 3%. Normally, when it's growing at 3%, more jobs are being created. We've got an economy that last year created 400,000 new jobs, many of which could have been accounted for by a higher population rate coming through. But then finally, what you've got is incredibly, incredibly subdued wages right now, which means that the Reserve Bank is holding interest rates at these record lows of 1.5%. Well, Ross, I think there's a couple of competing forces here, and our economy is probably not going through what you call normal times. There's the, there's the transition that you talked about and Phil Lowe talked about today around skills, and businesses are finding it hard to find uh, some skills, um, and they make that very clear. And that is putting wage pressure in the, on in those areas. The second point I'd make is that through the period of the mining boom, uh, businesses who weren't necessarily in mining were finding themselves paying wage increases of 45 plus percent a year at times when inflation was running in that 2%, 2 to 3% band. So they were paying over the odds to keep and retain staff. So we're going through sort of you know, perhaps non-normal economic cycles. We have an economic transition uh, going on. Uh, we have, um, you know, the global economy picking up, parts of business picking up after five or six very subdued years. But it's just the early stages of a pickup. Uh, and, you know, and we're seeing house prices come off, low consumer confidence. You know, there's this notion that all businesses are huge businesses, far, far, far from it. Uh, and businesses are trying to get by. They're trying to invest in themselves on on those skills, those new technologies that they need to compete. They're trying to find the skilled workforce that they need. So it's not a simple, straightforward picture that we're trying to that we're that we're having painted at the moment. Okay, so you represent many manufacturers in Australia. I mean, you'd be hearing from them. They've had to uh, go through the transition, competing with China, competing with imports, uh, having many they manufacturers disappearing, going offshore, and then having you know the pressures of higher electricity prices, having some of the highest wages in the Western world. I mean, these are real, real things to actually. Take take away the competitiveness of, of your, your own industry group. Well, exactly. And that's, that's the sort of the, the real fundamentals that business are facing. It's not all beer and skittles out there for them. They're doing it very tough now uh, in, and have done for some time. And as, as they said to me today after the speech, a lot of them, it's a very competitive world out there at the moment. Uh, and uh, they are looking to keep costs under control, if not cut costs, but while at the same time making significant investments in their businesses so they can compete, they can be part of big global supply chains that we now need to be in the Australian economy. So this is a significant transition we're going through. And when you have decisions like the one brought down by the Fair Work Commission a few weeks ago to increase the minimum wage by 3.5%, that now means that Australia has, if not the highest, then the second highest minimum wage in the world. We're now on par with France. So these are high costs that businesses are bearing and, um, you know, to talk of, you know, and we understand, businesses understand it too, what consumers are going through. They have households as well and things like electricity costs and the like are putting enormous pressure on businesses as well as households. They understand that, but they're trying to balance this equation and you can't have significant wage rises without 
something, a trade-off in return, be that in productivity or some other way that businesses are able to be more competitive. They just can't hand over significant wage increases. They're just not in the position to do that. It's really interesting to actually spot that. It's a good perspective. Innes Willock's the chief executive of the Australian Industry Group, and he's right. I mean, you know, you've got to have actually businesses that are strong. The one thing I do know that's positive for Australia is you're far better off to have even a part-time job than be trying to live off the dole. You don't want to be doing that at the moment or, you know, sort of work for the dole or whatever it might be because welfare is no answer and it's now tougher to get that benefit from the federal government than before. So right now you are significantly better off, even though you might be struggling, at least having a job. Innes Willicks uh, is the boss of the Australian Industry Group.